0: This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com We are discussing Teshuvah, and we said sins between men and men are not forgiven unless a person goes to the person, makes amends. If it's the financial, you've got to pay the guy, and then you've got to ask him forgiveness. And then you can ask Hashem forgiveness as well. So there's three different stages. Number one is, if it's financial, you've got to pay damages, whatever it is. And number 2 he he's got, got to say sorry to him, and, and he's got to accept it. So we said if he doesn't accept it, you've got to go back with three friends. He doesn't accept it, you go back with another three friends. He doesn't go accept it three more friends. If he doesn't accept it, you've done your job. You're not guilty anymore. It's his fault for being cruel. You're not allowed to be cruel. And that's the next halakha. A person is not allowed to be cruel, they have to forgive and forget, especially after three times, especially if he, they see he's honest. If he's just joking around, obviously, obviously you don't have to forgive. He's going to be serious. I really... Please forgive me. Please, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Of course he's serious. Forgive him already. So that's being cruel. We learn from Abraham Avinu that he forgave Avi Melech. That even Avi Melech took his wife away. No jokes, okay? Avi Melech, he forgives him. Not only does he forgive him, he prays for him. And that's when Abraham became, uh, had a baby. Hmm. After he prayed for his enemy, to have a baby, Yeah, baby. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's an amazing story. You see the greatness of Rambam. He's ready to forgive and forget. And he has his child straight away. Sarah gets pregnant straight away. Mm. So that's the Rambam's language. A person is not allowed to be cruel and not forgive. You see a person begging you forgiveness. Don't be cruel. And then he says, Now what happens is, what happens when a guy dies? Before you can ask him forgiveness. This is an interesting halakha. Very, very esoteric, Kabbalistic kind of halakha. What do you do? Maybe adam. You bring ten men to his grave. It's amazing. was you can connect to the dead. We're not allowed to talk to the dead. It's the only time we hear this concept of talking to the dead. It's very weird. It's very strange, right? We're not allowed to speak to the dead. Communication with the dead is forbidden in Jerusalem. The seance is forbidden. But over here, it's the only time you're allowed to talk to the dead. When? When you go to the grave with a minyan you say I'm sorry to this person take ten men and say the following look what he says in front of the grave I have sinned against Hashem the Lord of Israel and against this person by doing the following to him so the truth is you're not really talking to him You're talking, i sinned against the God of Israel and to this person or, why are you going to this grave and was, there is a connection over here between the body over here the closer you can get to the guy's soul is through his body which is very interesting it was the the Kabbalists talk chavla de garmi. It's a little bit of the soul, the lowest level soul, the nefesh, the nefesh, or the nefesh, whatever left over in the body, the malchut of the nefesh. So that's what A little bit of a soul left in the blues bone. The chavla de garmi says there's a way of connecting to the to the person through his chavla garmi. If you Arizal, would go to the sadikim and lie in their grave and talk to them, mm. so why why to the grave? You can talk. To, I'm sure you can talk to them without going to the grave. And the answer is yeah you connect it through the bone so I don't recommend it to anyone else Ariza was ariza. no one else should do these things you know we don't know what we're doing is there a difference between inquiring and talking pardon is there a difference between inquiring and talking or is it something? the same thing Torah says not to inquire is that the same as talking you don't want to hear the you not have to hear the future that's something sure. right. you don't have to hear the future you don't have to inquire for the sake of the future like Shaul uh, Amalek did went to the witch and he conjured up Shmuel and Nevi and he asked him about the future. And he messed up because of that. Well, a and Ramban says he didn't really. You can't really talk to the dead. It's all over. witchcraft. Doesn't really work. And it's all bunk. However, Ramban says it did work. Proof. Sorry, Albert. Come closer I can't in see you. Between, if you go to a grave so and? you're not going for a seance. I mean, just exactly. So, in other words, this yeah. is the only. This is the only situation that was brought down Hanukkah that you go to the cemetery and you go to the grave and you, you ask forgiveness over there. It's time. That, the actual burial, yeah, of course, that's what we do. The chevrakadisha say, "Sorry, I usually do on their behalf." Before we bury someone, say on behalf of the chevrakadisha, I'd like to apologize. We didn't do anything according to your wishes, because mm-hmm. maybe you didn't want them to hold him, touch him here, and do. The, it's very, very, you know, can imagine uh, they're bathing the body. They put the body in the mikveh. If they have a the mikveh. Otherwise, they pour nine uh, kabin of water on the guy. So maybe you know they did something which they didn't like. It's not a joke. It's very dangerous to be in you, If you do something they don't like, and you know, it's halakha, so you're following halakha, So hopefully, because you're following halakha, you're okay. But if you didn't do it nicely, so they they don't know what's going on. Oh, well, the soul is right there, hovering right above, seeing, watching everything. Hmm. So, so therefore, we have to ask mechila. Before the burial, we ask mechila. We didn't do anything according to your wishes. Uh, we're sorry. That could be done for then several people. It doesn't have to be done for one individual that's looking, in other words, what do you mean? In other words, you're at you're at a burial, and three people there feel that they wronged this person. Yeah. So three people should ask one after the other. But they don't normally do it in a burial because too yeah. You do. You get ten men together, you get your friends together, say I need to say kaddish for this guy, and I mean you know say mm-hmm. just say this formula. He said, "I sinned against Hashem, the Lord of Israel, against this person by doing so and so." We have to be explicit, but. I don't, know if, I don't know if everyone has to hear it. I mean, you need a minion over there to transmit. It's a wild, this is a, wild, a wild halakha, this concept of going to the guy's grave. Right? And if he owed the person money, how do you pay the guy? He's dead. You give it to his heirs. So you know his son's alive, he's inheriting. Who's inheriting? Give it to the inheritance. To owe him a thousand dollars, I didn't have it to pay. Him. I didn't manage to pay him while he's alive. <laughs> pay his estate. This way it's like you paid him. You give it to his inheritors. Hopefully he didn't want it too, because he gives the money, so therefore he get they get it. You should place the sum, you shouldn't put put the money in the grave. <laughs> That's a joke, right? the joke is that a guy goes to, three guys go to the cemetery and his last will he's a very wealthy man he says last will is here's I'm giving you each one ten thousand dollars each throw one thousand in the grave so one guy throws a thousand the other guy throws a thousand the other guy comes along writes a check takes the two thousand out <laughs> check for three thousand that's a, that's a really anti-semitic joke the Jew, the Jew writes the check and takes <laughs> one <laughs> but uh, we see that what well, you don't give it to the grave what do you do? you give it to the inheritors if he doesn't know who the inheritors are, he should put the money in the hands of the court. The them say, I owe this guy money. He's not here. I don't know who the inheritors are. You deal with it. Okay, so that maybe they'll give it to whatever they feel is appropriate. Okay, now we come to who is a tzaddik and who is a rasha? Who is good and who is bad? That's why it's, you're going to see from here that it's impossible to judge anyone. Only God knows the value of a mitzvah. Only God knows the value of a sin. No one else knows. We can tell by what the Torah says. We have an idea. Torah says a very bad punishment, obviously it's very bad. Torah says it's a very big, big reward, obviously it's very good. There's a lot of things we don't know, there's a lot of gray that we don't know. And therefore, the Nebuchadnezzar gives us a way to measure, but obviously it's not for us to measure, only God can measure. Because we don't know the quality and the quantity. Quantity maybe we'll figure out. I did this and I did this and I did this. Some things we don't even remember, we don't, some things we don't even realize what we're doing is a sin. Because person's got to be so conscious of what we're doing, Because it's absent-minded, you know. He did this. Oh, I ate, uh, I, I just forgot. I, you know, I ate meat. Uh, I can drink milk now. Or well, some stupid things. That person does not aware. We have to be aware. Jews got to be aware. 24-7, you got to be aware. When you're sleeping, you got to be aware. Who's next to me? You got to find out. Especially in those days, they would share rooms with 50 people. I don't know. It's crazy. So, person got to be aware 24-7. What am I doing? What am I, how am I sleeping? Am I sleeping in my back? I'm not allowed to see my back, my front. Imagine, in the middle of your sleep, you're thinking, what am I Turn left or turn right. Which way shall I go? It's, it's 24-7. The person going to be aware. That's one of the things Judaism teaches us to be aware. Aware of what you do. What are you... There's no Alzheimer's in Judaism. You're going to be aware. Use your brain 24-7. you have got to be aware of what you're after. So every person has merits and demerits. We all, we're human beings. There's no such thing as a person who's perfect. The only person who's perfect is Hashem. We pray for perfection. WM Lech and T'Hilim praise. Hashem, make me perfect, I want to be perfect because that is the goal, what is the goal? the goal is to be perfect our goal is to be perfect, it's impossible to be perfect we've got to be as perfect as possible so say if you aim high you'll get to 90% that's it. how much can a human being get? Moshe Abed was the highest well, he got to the highest level a human being can reach and he's called Evid Hashem and that's the truth, we have to make ourselves Evid Hashem the goal is to be God's servant what does that mean? I don't think for myself God says do this but do it. don't ask questions God says not do it okay we'll do it don't ask questions that is the idea GPS God positioning device <laughs> what is it GPS God positioning service so we go by God God says do this I do it God says not do it but it's going to be like a guided missile what does that mean Hashem directs us and we go Hashem says get off a I get off a slichot Hashem says learn Torah I learn Torah Hashem says don't waste the time i wait well, that's the problem <laughs> got me right there <laughs> So, it's got to be something purposeful, otherwise, it's a waste of time. Right? A person needs to work on that. So, every person has merits and demerits. So, this is the Rambam's definition of a Sadiq. The person with more merits than demerits is a Sadiq. More good than bad? Sadiq. The person with more bad than good is Rasha. A person has. what's the chance of having half half? <laughs> is a Beinani. 50 50. How do you get 50 50? It's like. One little thing can push you. This is right. Like one little thing. When do you ever be 50-50? Ramaph says, imagine yourself always as 50-50. Hmm. Motivate yourself to do more good than bad. Why? <coughs> because you're always 50-50. Even the biggest sadisha, we always look 50-50. If I do this, I'll ruin myself and ruin the whole world, not just myself. Imagine the whole world is 50-50. Oh, I don't know what the world is like right now. It's, it's, uh, it's on the edge right now. The world. How much good is there? How much bad is there? I don't know. Only God knows. We don't know. We don't know. So, a person with more merits than demerits is a Sadiq. That's the definition of a Sadiq according to Rambam. Misilat Nisharim has a different definition. His definition is much harder to attain at Sadiq according to, to Misilat Nisharim, from Moshe Chaim Luzato, Ram Path of the Just. That Sadiq is someone who keeps the whole Shulchan Aruch. <laughs> so, a Sadiq is not just more good than bad, it's, a person keeps the whole Shulchan Aruch. It's wild. You know how hard to keep the whole Shulchan It's the whole Shulchan A to Z that's a sadiq. that's Rav Moshe Chaim it's very hard to attain going is much easier more good than bad hopefully, you know, hopefully we don't have more good than bad troubles we don't know You don't know what we have so always do teshuva and always try and do good this way we can be sure so it's very easy to do teshuva between man and God between man and man it's harder so you insult people it's very hard it's much the hardest thing is for a rabbi I think because there's much more interactions and people get hurt mm-hmm. it's much harder if you keep your mouth shut, you won't get in trouble. But if you don't keep your mouth shut, the rabbi's got to talk. So <laughs> People don't like what he talks about sometimes. Yeah. You can't talk about this. What do you mean? I can't talk about this. That's all right. I've got to talk about it. But no, don't talk about this topic. Well, too bad. So we get upset, what can you do? So that's a, the that's a, that's a hard part of being a public figure. You can't please everyone. That's the hard part. So anyway, so a person has more good deeds than bad deeds. It's called a righteous person. That's a Rambam's definition. A person whose demerits are more than a merits are considered Rasha. If they're equal, Benoni. There's a whole book of Tanya has written about this. This whole topic about who's a Tanya, Rasha, Benoni, several Tanya based on one Gemara between Rava and Abaye. Abaye says I'm a Benoni. So Rava says, if you're Benoni, what are we? <laughs> so if you consider yourself in the me- middle, where are we? Where we're finished. There's a whole book written about it. So was written about it. So Benoni, we can see, it's a very high level. Yeah, we can say a Benoni, but the truth is, what he's really saying is, we should all view ourselves as Benoni. That's what Rambam saying Doesn't matter how great you are. In your own mind, you should be a Benoni. That's what that's the, the chat In your own mind, you are a Benoni. You are in the middle somewhere, and this way we'll motivate ourselves. If I'm at Sadegh, I'll sit, rest on my laurels. I'll sit back, I'm a tzaddik. I love Hashem loves me. Who knows? Hashem loves everyone. Who knows what you are? So this way it's a motivational. And the same thing applies to a whole country. If the country is more righteous than evil, tzaddikim. If, if the country is more evil than, than inhabitants, or more evil than not, it's a wicked country. You don't live in that kind of country. And the same applies to the whole world. Look at this. Look what he says. This is very harsh. If a person's sins exceed their merits, they will immediately die in their wickedness. What does that mean? Immediately die in their wickedness. Obviously we see that doesn't, there's Erech Hashem acts. He doesn't act so fast. It's a slow process. That was a whole big story about Hashem and Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu was very direct. The Egyptian is a murderer. Kill him. straight away. Paro is hurting the Jews. But he hit the, the taskmaster. Stop it! Do something. So he uh, he sees the shepherds hurting the uh, the uh, children, the daughters of Yitro. Gets involved, direct, very direct. Hashem says, "Take your stick and throw it on the floor." What it turn to? I so Hashem, he's, he's looking. Hashem, why didn't you do something? These people are suffering for how many years? One hundred and how many years were they suffering in Egypt? There were two hundred and ten years in Egypt, but they were suffering, say. Out of the two hundred ten, they were suffering hundred and seventy years till all the all the sons died, all the tribes died. That's where the <coughs> suffering started. Hashem, where have you been for hundred seventy years? Imagine we're lucky. The Holocaust was only five years. We're lucky, very lucky. Imagine Holocaust in Egypt was much longer. It was a terrible disaster. Imagine living in that three, four generations, murder, children being thrown in the river, slaves being working till they dropped, all their limbs breaking and, and torture. This. Can't imagine what it's like to live in those days so much. Terrible. And they still didn't want to come out of there? Huh? 80% still didn't want to come yeah. out. Yeah. But the 80% they probably assimilated. They became more Egyptian than the Egyptians. Wherever we went, everywhere in the world, there's always Jews stayed behind. Assimilated culture. Go to Spain. And I get when I go to Spain, it's like every other person I see is probably a Jew. The Jewish blood. So much Jewish blood in Spain. 20% of the country was Jewish. I mean, it's, there's so much Jewish blood there. Portugal, Jewish blood. You go to South America, you see all these guys there. My grandmother used to light candles in the, in the, in the basement, and, and we, wouldn't, we wouldn't eat pork. And this one says uh, we wouldn't marry everyone, we'd marry certain families. There's so many people in South America. Hmm. So, the question is what about what the rabbi says? A person dies straight away. What does that mean he dies straight away? So, Rabbi argues with us. Look, the Rabbi said, Look, there's many wicked people alive. Rabbi says, Rabbi was Arab uh, Abraham ben David. He wrote a commentary, side commentary to the Rambam. He always argues with the Rambam. What are you talking about? There's many wicked people you see alive. However, what does it mean he's going to die? It means he's going to lose some years of his life, or some days of his life, some hours of his life. That's Karet the Yumi. There's karet de yomi, there's karet, uh, which is applies to days, he does lose the days of his life. There's karet de shani, and there's karet of years. He a certain life of years. So the guy was meant to live 85, and he died at 80. Why? Because of his sins. I shall cut him off. That's what Barabbat says. It's not immediate. It's immediate sentencing to be carried out later. But a person can do teshuva and get them back can we say that it's also life is like a living death for wicked people yeah that's all the Gemara says Sadikim b'mi tata chayim a who's dead is, is considered alive in God's world and a rasha who's alive is considered dead what do you mean he's considered dead his soul is dead he's insensitive to the spiritual side of life you find many people come to shul they don't feel a thing I don't feel like it I'd rather be in a soccer, a football game <laughs> I'd rather be watching the Knicks right why is that and the soul is dead. The soul is not connected. So that's the connection. That's also kind of death. That's a kind of spiritual death. But that's not what the Rambam is saying over here. Mm. So Rambam says, you know what? The Rambam, it's not immediate. He's losing life, but it's not immediate. It will happen. That's what it means. So there's a number of defenses of the Rambam. The of Mishnah, which is Rabbi Yosef Karo, He said, all this is done according to God's wisdom. Even though the guy seems to be wicked... He seems to be wicked, but in God's eyes he may have one merit which is saving him to be alive. And that's usually the case. There's no such thing as a person who's 100% wicked. Even the most wicked guy has one mitzvah. And maybe he loves his dog and looks after his dogs. Who knows what it is? We don't know what it is. So if he's still alive, it's not because He's a complete Russia. He has some merits, but he needs some more life. Maybe he at, Maybe he honored his parents. Who knows what the guys? And that's what Reish Lakish does. You know, Russia. Now, what do we eat? We eat, eat pomegranates. Why pomegranates? Because Reish Lakish says even the worst Jew is full of mitzvot like a pomegranate. Because those things are a bad Jew, because there's so many mitzvot. It's impossible not to do one at least. <laughs> there's there's 365 negatives. So just I didn't rob the bank today. Anyone rob the bank today? I didn't rob the bank today. I didn't commit adultery today. Baruch Hashem, you know it's one mitzvah I got in my pocket. <laughs> yeah, so all these are mitzvah. The person does by not doing anything. So, three hundred sixty-five mitzvah you do just by not doing it. Isn't that great? Yeah. It's fantastic. Just sitting down. What we're doing over here is that no, we're not only not doing mitzvah, we're not doing averot. We're doing mitzvah. We're doing Torah. So, how much is that? That's worth a lot. It's practically impossible today not to hear Torah on, on the radio, on the on the internet. You're going to bounce into it one day and I'm just going to hit something and just listen for two minutes. So you had two minutes of Torah! So we can't dis- discount anyone. Don't discount anyone. It's very, these, it's very dangerous. The internet is very dangerous. I think the internet is very dangerous. Why? You have these rabbis who are talking through their hats. Mm. And they're great rabbis, but they're talking through their hats. Because yeah, the they're not full scheme. Yeah. You've got to ask a boy about Yosef. You. you ask him. That's great rabbis who have Hokmat hayim. They have chokmah. It's not just what's written in the book. Shukan says he breaks Shabbat. That was in those days. It's talking about the Gemana's talking about the time of the Gemara where they knew what Shabbat was for. Everyone knew, every Jew knew he have to keep Shabbat. So if he's not keeping Shabbat, you know what he is? He's an atheist. don't mm-hmm. believe in God. He's a he's a he's a pagan. Well, we're Skibar, right? think? Yeah, in those days, but today you know what nothing. He's equivalent to a non Jew in those days. In those days, yeah. And in these days? That's right well you missed it. Okay. listen to the tape. Listen to the tape. So it's uh, very important to know. Today you can count them in Minyan. because you believe in Hashem? I said the bottom line is to believe in Hashem. Does he believe in Hashem? So why is he breaking Shabbat? He doesn't know the importance of Shabbat. He wasn't taught the importance of Shabbat. People don't have parents who taught them. That's People don't have schools. Maybe a guy who grew up religious and kept Shabbat and now he's not keeping Shabbat. So why don't you keep Shabbat? It's not because I don't believe in God. You could ask him why don't you keep Shabbat now? He says I'm just lazy. Lazy. I like taking Shabbat, but I'm lazy, it's just it's too much for me. But if he still believes on Hashem, he counts in the minyan. Mm-hmm. The bottom line is: Do you believe in Hashem or not? Do you believe in the God of Israel? Let's let's uh, narrow it down. Do you believe in the God of Israel? If you believe in the God of Israel, you count in a minyan and get an Aliyah and everything, even though he did the worst things. But. Uh, if he's the Oveda or the that's he doesn't believe in the God of Israel. So in those days, you don't break. Shabbat, you break Shabbat. That means you don't believe in God. If you don't believe in God, you're out. That's it. That's the way the line is drawn. But if you break Shabbat, you do believe in God today. Not because you, you break Shabbat, because you like to break Shabbat because you don't know better. You're used to that. That's, the, that's how people grew up in America. Everyone they got a conservative background, a Reform background, and it's allowed for them. The rabbi says it's allowed. The rabbi drives on Shabbat. Had a had a Reform school in Vancouver. Says this parking spot is for the rabbi on, <laughs> on holidays and Shabbat, and then Rosh Hashanah second day but are closed for the holidays. Come on, Shabbat second day, there's no Rosh Hashanah second day. So that's how people grow up. What do they know about Shabbat? And then it's allowed. Of course, it's allowed. Everyone drives on Shabbat. So everyone knows that. You're allowed to drive the shoe. Conservative movement. You're allowed to drive the shoes. Mitzvah. They say explicitly you're allowed to. So if you grew up in that environment, how are you going to blame the guy? I going to blame them. I'm lucky, thank God, I had a good upbringing. Thank God, we know. Thank God, we're lucky. We've been exposed, but we decided to keep Shabbat. We're very lucky. First, let's worry about ourselves. That's my motto. Worry about yourself. I want to be a tzaddik. Give mm. the role model, that's it. Be a role model. Be a role model to the world, that's our job. Or Lagoyim. Mm-hmm. If we have to be a role model to the world, we have to be so a role model for our brothers and sisters. How much more so we have to be a role model? So the main thing is Kiddush Hashem. You make Kiddush Hashem, people say, wow, I want to be like him. i if he can do it, I can do it. So that's out. That's the main thing. The main critical thing is Kiddush Hashem. You're not going to make Kiddush Hashem by throwing stones at people and uh, Shabbos, Shabbos, it's not going to help you. Uh. You know, I want to end off with this, Rabbi, Rabbi Yosef. This is brilliant. This is brilliant. Look at the brilliance. This is a great man, okay? He was, he was walking on the street with his son. And a car stopped on Shabbat and asked him, how do I get to this place? And his son was going mad. Shabbat, asking the chief rabbi how to drive on Shabbat. And his father says, Tell him quickly, the shortest distance. You know why? So he breaks Shabbat less. Mm-hmm. If you don't tell him, he's going to drive here. In those days, no GPS. He's going to go here, he's going to go, he's going to break him more Shabbat. So tell him straight away how to get to that place. Brilliant. That's a great man. That's greatness. That should be our role model. Our role model is. You break Shabbat, let's minimize a little bit. So you don't go to the mall. He's going to drive to the mall. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnyTime.com.